festive skin pack enabled. Welcome to, to this game where with me, Chris, and me, Ashley. Hello, everybody. It's a Christmas episode. You're a festive skin pack. <laughs> Is it Fortnite where they do festive skin packs? Well, they do skin packs, yeah. Festive ones. Last year, Fortnite did like this big event where you had a had a little lodge. Right. You don't care, do you? I'm just amused by you pontificating on Fortnite while eating a cake at the same time. You brought me it. Yeah, I did. Mm. I didn't expect you to eat it like while also recording. Is it nice? Don't do that. No. People hate that. Well, yeah. it, have you heard of misophonia? Yes. Mm. Did I tell you about misophonia? I don't know about misophonia. Mm. I'll edit it. No one will know why I'm talking about misophonia. All right. Um, yeah, they did like a lodge and it was all festive and in the in the mountains and... They changed a bunch of the space to snow and gave out presents like skins and things. So that's maybe where I've heard the phrase "festive skin pack" from. I don't think you've heard "festive skin pack" anywhere except your worst nightmares. It does. The, the more we say it, it, the more it's taking on quite odd connotations. It's a horrible, it's a horrible phrase. No one said it before you. <laughs> uh, it's a Christmas episode. Yeah, because so... Christmas is coming again. Jesus. Yes. What happens? Jesus. That the steady onslaught of time. Yeah. The ever march, ever, oh, I don't know, but the miserable march forward. Oh. So it's one of my games this week. So it's a game that has a link to Christmas in some way. So I've got you some presents. Is and this so yeah, and I get to go open the presents and keep the presents. Yeah, this time, and yeah. guess what? The game is based on the presents. That's the game. So last year, I don't think I was able to because you hadn't, you'd forgotten the conceit that they were supposed to be clues to the game I think I had yeah but this year I've this du- year you on well this year I've doubled down this year both of them linked to the game in some way okay cool there's a card there as well oh I don't that- care about that oh, right. are you going for that right so there's the two presents this is pick and mix of some kind maybe the is two spe- ah I know what they are just by the weight that is uh, sherbet things with uh, UFOs so busy UFOs. One of the presents. Are you in Space Invaders? No. One of the presents <laughs> links to the game. The other one links to the console it's on. Right. Okay. Tenuously. Number one. So you've gone for the one that links to the console. Which, all right. Okay. Do you want me to open them in a different order? That's no, fine. Okay. Okay. Wonder if this is bad for misophonia. Oh, it's like a bum. Oh, it's Peach Snaps the game. Yes. Okay. I've seen this. Right now. Um, my daughter got this for her birthday last year. It's, it's, it's brilliant. And she did, ex- she did the exact same thing. She opened it and said, why has my auntie got me a bum? <laughs> yep. So I'm guessing that it's on Apple Arcade. So this is... I'm going to park it because if I tell you, it'll, okay. it'll give right, it away. Okay. I'll, I'll right. explain that a bit. So Peach Snaps also was mentioned in our gift guide last year. I recommended it as one of the gifts for buying people. So it's a, a throwback to that. Oh, callback, isn't it? Like yeah. comedy. But yeah. not funny. Depends on your perspective. So this but, is about the game. Yeah. But Peach Nuts is very good, so we should definitely play it. Now? No, afterwards. Mm. Oh, it's a Mario game. Why do you think that? Because I've got a Mario cup. I got a sippy cup. <laughs> Chris has bought me a sippy cup and a game for ages six plus. Because <laughs> that's up. what Chris thinks of me. Well, it's, it's a Mario-themed water bottle, because you look like that sort of boy that doesn't hydrate very much, I think. Oh, you've got a big... And there's another big water there bottle is. down here. They're so each actually, a litre. So actually, you are quite And they're right next to my desk. So you do hydrate. Yeah. Well, you've got... I fill those up at the beginning of the day, and I have them both. 
Well, you've got a third one now. I've got a third one now, yeah. And it's going to spill all over my keyboard. I mean, I'm not being ungrateful, <laughs> but, you know, you did you did give me a backhanded... Well, it wasn't even a compliment. It was like a, a smackdown. Hey, I've bought you this because you look like shit and you don't hydrate. <laughs> I thought Was about, this because I look like an ass? Is that why? <laughs> I thought about saying you don't hydrate much in the car on the way here and I giggled for probably about two minutes just at the idea of, t- of telling you that. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that I had those down there because the, the comeback was immediate. Yep. Yeah. Now who's the dickhead? <laughs> mm. Yep. Always me. Happy always Christmas. You. I don't... Like, Christmas is a season of giving, and I'm going to give you this. I don't think you're always the dickhead. I think sometimes you're the dickhead, but sometimes okay. everyone's the dickhead. Yeah, true. Very profound. So we've got... <laughs> Very profound. Move on. Move on. We've got the water bottle that's got Mario on, and we've got Peach Snaps. Yeah. Now, so is that... Is this Super Princess Peach? So you've got the Peach Snaps that are links to Princess Peach, but I mean, also... So this is related to the console. Yeah, because, look... It splits the DS into two parts. And you want to because of the DS. Say so, DS, three DS. Yeah. What do you think it might be? Oh man. I mean, I've just said, is it Super Princess Peach? And you suggesting that it's not. So I'm guessing new Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario 3D World Land. Is it Wii U? I don't know. You're looking Ta-da! at me all weird. New Super Mario Brothers. Cool. I've just pulled from my bag New Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. There we go. We're doing New Super Mario Brothers. Excellent. On the DS. I thought that you put down a rule where we weren't allowed to do Mario Sonic games outside of January. It's Christmas. And that's in... It's Christmas. Which month? Christmas is before January. Yes, in... I don't think I put that on as a rule, did I? no one teach you the calendar? Mm. Is um. it in January? December's before January. It's the month before. Before so January. Nearly yes. January. Yes. Mm, no, that's not how that works, is it? It's not nearly January just because it comes before January. Oh, breakfast is nearly dinner because it comes before dinner. Yeah? No. I've, I've, done it, I've done it bad, haven't I, again? You're always doing it bad. Well, okay. All right. New Super Mario Brothers. Guilty Good as game. charged. New Super Mario Brothers. Doing it in December. It's fine. I nearly thought about doing a, a Mario game. And then went, oh no, Chris doesn't want us to do Mario games outside of January. So I backed away, which is probably a good thing, because now we're doing just one Mario game. Okay, well maybe we should have a conversation about this off air. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should. To move forward. Should we pause now? <laughs> so we are doing this game where you save a princess, explore a series of worlds, and it's a game that saved a franchise, potentially. Did it? Well... I don't think that's true. I... When this game came out, I seem to remember there being articles, or even before the game came out, I seem to remember there being things on the internet, people saying that Mario was sort of dead as a franchise, that it was it was languishing, yeah. and this was the thing that's credited, from what I remember, credited of, as, as revitalising the franchise. Now, I looked for those articles and couldn't find any, so I just wanted to know what your opinion okay. was, because I um, might have made them up. I think it's a load of bollocks, is the truth. Um, there hadn't been a, a, a 2D Mario game before this, uh, since Super Mario World on the SNES, well, S- Super Mario World Two, sort of. Like. This was the this came out in uh, May or June two thousand and six worldwide on the DS, and the previous two D Mario game, the 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 one that came out before this was uh, Six Golden Coins on the Game Boy in nineteen ninety two. So fourteen years previously. Well, yeah, it depends. Super Mario World Two 
which is Yoshi's Island. Oh, yeah, I guess so. It would have been after that, I think. I think it was 90... Mm, okay. Was it 94 or 95? Not sure. I can't remember. I can't remember, but... I've dropped a piece of cake. Sorry, I'm just going to pick that up so I don't smush it into the ground. It doesn't really matter uh, when it was, but I think the thing that people are... If, if you were going to try and give credence to that notion that Mario was languishing and dead or whatever, you, you're speaking to the notion that the... Mario game directly preceding this, I think, would have been Super Mario Sunshine. Yes, that's correct. And people didn't buy the GameCube and didn't buy Mario Sunshine. But if you did buy the GameCube and did buy Mario Sunshine, you might have a different opinion of whether Super Mario as a franchise was dead or not. People like to hyperbolize around yeah. games consoles and no more so, no more, even more so when you add Nintendo into it, especially. Uh, like around that time like people's like it just felt like they really wanted to see nintendo fail for some reason and actually now if you talk to people now if you talk to people then that had a gamecube you'd probably find that actually they were very 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 happy because mm -hmm. the gamecube is an absolute gem of a console with a with a really great library including a good mario game um if you talk to people now about the gamecube that didn't have one you're probably going to hear similar things in terms of like, oh well, actually it was a it was a solid machine. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think I think this is just journalists being somewhat journalistic. I think uh, so as in well. Trying to create a story potentially. One, one of the articles I did find talked about how this was the Mario game that went back to its roots, away from theme like Mario Sunshine, for example, with the the flood system. This was just going back to to pure good old fashioned two yeah. D Mario. And the article talked about how the name change then made it standalone as well. That this is new Super Mario Brothers. It's not Builder's Super Mario Four or Three, whichever one it would have been. Mm. Mario Four, I guess. That this is just starting starting afresh. I've thought of a different uh, piece of that puzzle as well. So with the Game Boy Advance, one of the things that they did was. Uh, put out a bunch of Mario Advance games, and those Mario Advance games were uh, remasters, if you like, not even really, just ports, I guess, of the NES and SNES games that had come before, and possibly the Game Boy games, I'm not sure. Um, but they were called, like, Super Mario Bros. Advance 1, and that was one of them, and then Super Mario Bros. Advance 2 was another one. So, yeah. Well, do you want to pause there for a list? Because I've got more written down. Oh, you've got, got more written down. I have. So you could argue this list is evidence that it's languishing because it's not really doing anything new. It's just repackaging the old. That was what I was going to, to posit as a yeah. as a, a stance, yeah. So if you go back to 1996, when Mario 64 came out, and then after 1996, Mario started doing all different spin-offs, like Party, Kart, Golf, Tennis, Paper Mario, none of which I'm saying are, are bad by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just saying that it, it started diverting away from Veering the away, yeah. It then started, Nintendo then started a series of re-releases of the OG Mario for the Game Boy Color and then onto the Game Boy Advance. So mm. I've got them listed here because the titles are quite confusing. So in 1999, they released Super Mario Deluxe, which is on the Game Boy Color, which is a reimagining, not reimagining, it's a, a redo of the original Mario game. Then in 2001 came Super Mario Advance, which is Mario 2. That was in 2001 on the Game Boy Advance. Mm. Then in 2001 on the Game Boy Advance, they also did Super Mario World, colon Super Mario Advance 2, which is a port of Super Mario World. Again, <laughs> you can see the title starting to get a little yeah, bit clunky yeah. now. I remember all of this. <laughs> After 2001, or in 2001, sorry, that was when Mario Sunshine came out as well. Mm. 
You then had 2002 on the Game Boy Advance Yoshi's Island Super Mario Advance 3, which is a port of Yoshi's Island. And then in 2003, they ported Mario 3 and built it out of the Game Boy Advance and built it as Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Bros. 3. Now, weirdly, in the the previous ones, it was always something, 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 colon, Super Super Mario Mario Advance, Advance. and then the number. And then for Mario 3, they then flipped those those nomenclature around. And I couldn't find any reasoning on the internet for why that was, but it is quite confusing. Oh, those those names are very confusing. Yeah. And I I think that's probably best argument if you were going to try and make that argument for it languishing. But then... We're talking about a, a few years. It's not, I don't know. The thing is, it, it's neither here nor there as to where, in the grand scheme of things, as to where Mario was at that time. Because New Super Mario Brothers, when that came out, was, I think, it, it was well received. Yes. Um, in and of itself. It didn't need to, it, it didn't need to be revitalizing a franchise in order for it to be a good game. It it was, it was just a good game. I'd say And... It was nice. So people might now be sort of like looking back over the last several years, 15, 15, how many is it? Like oh, 19, 19 years uh, and, and be lamenting the birth of New Super Mario Brothers because it kind of took over. Um, and where in 2004 people were going, I wish we had a new 2D Super Mario game. That would be lovely, wouldn't it? Um in 2020 to 2023, people were going, oh, for God's sake, do we need a new super, new 2D Super Mario Bros game? Like, can we just do something new and different? Because we had new Super Mario Bros, then we had new Super Mario Bros 2, uh, and we had new Super Mario Bros Wii, and we had new Super Mario Bros Wii U, yep. and then we had new Super Mario Bros Wii U Deluxe, and they were all of the same feel. They were all of the same style. They were all, by the time we got to the new Super Mario Bros Wii U, even... They were feeling a little bit tired. Yep. So, yeah, if you go back to 2004, the sentiment towards this game is very different Mm. to what it might have been and may may still actually be now, especially in the wake of of Wonder coming out and revitalising 2D Mario, actually genuinely revitalising 2D Mario. Well, I've got my notes. It was uh, that I was, I'm intrigued to play this today after having played Mario Wonder or Mm. in the process of playing Mario Wonder for exactly the same reason, because Mario Wonder is brilliant. And New Super Mario Brothers, spoiler, I never really liked it. I've said this oh, before on the podcast. Okay. I never really gelled with it. And all those other New Super Mario games you talked about as well, I just couldn't really get on with them. Mm. Just found them dull. Yeah, I, I and you're a big you're a big Mario fan. Mm. You've enjoyed I've only ever known you speak in high terms for Mario games generally. So that's interesting. I'm surprised to hear that. Um I got this game you got it for Christmas, two thousand and four? Well, 2006 it came out. Uh, sorry, you said it was a few minutes ago. Yeah. It, well, it came, the DS, interestingly, well, interestingly, it's, it's historic. Uh, the DS came out in 2004 slash 2005, different different territories. Yeah. I would have put it as being slightly later than that. I was quite surprised that it was 2004 it came out. Mm. Um, I, I, so I, I must have got it pretty much when it came out, the, um, the New Super Mario Brothers, because I bought that game uh, to go to, to use. I bought the DS and the game at the same time to play on the way to visiting universities. Oh, yeah, I remember you saying before. Yeah, so I, my memories of, of New Super Mario Brothers are probably tied up with going to university and, and sort of enjoying this train ride out to a mm-hmm. new city that I'd not been to. And um, uh, it, it was a nice experience and nice memories. I enjoyed it. And I don't know that I can say that necessarily about the later games. I do think they start to feel a bit like, a bit rote, a bit prescribed. Yeah. But the first one, I think, has got a lot 
going for it. And one thing that I would really hone in on is the bite sizeness of it made it perfectly suited to the DS. And the DS hun- uh, hardware itself also suited the game. It was very, as, as is often the case with Nintendo and especially Mario, the game and the hardware just symbiotically worked. Well, I like the, you've got the game is on the top screen and then the bottom screen, you've got your progress through the level. Mm. And then also you tap on the bottom screen to, if you have a power-up saved, you physically tap on it to release mm. the power-up. It was those little touches that were, were quite savvy. Yeah. You, the fact that you could put the DS to sleep by closing it. Yep. And the fact that the stages were quite small and you could knock out quite a few of them in a little half an hour or, or an hour session and then just close your DS and then come back to it later and open it again and, and just pick up where you were yeah. and do a few more. That was really nice. Yeah, I, I had moments where I would be waiting for something, maybe a bus, I'd pick it out and yeah. play a couple of stages and then put it back when the bus came or whatever. It was it was a really well-designed thing in that respect, I think. And fast forward a few years to when Super Mario 3D Land came out on the 3DS mm. and I had the same reaction with that. I realised how bite-sized those mm. levels were and short accessible as yeah. well. Yeah, so um, just going back to my chronology of, of Mario. So 2003, we have Mario Super, Super Mario Sorry. Brothers 3 came out. And then there was nothing until 2006 when this game, unto, uh, apart from Party, Tennis, Paper Mario uh, games coming out, and then a port of Mario 64 to the DS as well. The DS, as I said, came out 2004-2005, and New Super Mario Brothers was announced for release in January 2006 for a May 2006 release to time with the DS Lite. Which one was that? The DS Lite. Yeah, which one came out? Which one? 2006. Yeah, what was that? This one? This, this one. This game that we're yeah, doing. This one we're doing Sorry, now. got a bit confused. Yeah, you were playing okay, the straw. Cool. Yeah, no, I was trying to figure out why the straw for this cup that you bought me has that dimple thing. It's so it doesn't fall out. Well, it does fall out. What do you mean? It, it should so be the, it should be the other way around. Oh, well, why is it that way around? Uh, I don't know. Right. Blame the shop. You could have put that right before you... I didn't look. <sighs> okay. Um. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yep. So the game facts. The game facts. The game is 2.5D. It's got 3D models within 2D play. Is it 2.5D? Apparently, yeah. Well, it is 3D on a 2D plane. Yeah. So not 2.5D then. I don't think of that as 2.5D. What would you quantify 2.5D as then? Um, it games where you can move up and down. You're moving on a 2D plane for the for for first and foremost, but you can move backwards and forwards, foreground and background. So, like, 3D World, for example, has levels like that, doesn't it? Yeah, I think that's okay. 2.5D. If you think about, um, you know, like, the state, uh, the one that in, in 3D land on the on the 3DS that I think of is the one where, you sort, where you're underground and you can go into tunnels that oh, are in the back yeah, yeah. wall and go along and then come back yeah. out. So that's, to me, that's 2.5D because you're still working in a 2D, you're still traversing 2D but you're actually moving in 3D space that in sense. that 2D plane. So it's a 2D game then? I'd argue that it's a 2D game, okay. but that's only me. I'm not saying that I'm the be-all and end-all last voice on that. Okay. I just think that there's a probably a, a meaningful difference between 2D and 2.5D. And Fair enough. Cool. Yep. Sorry. That's all right. And during development, Nintendo decided to make some changes to the formula to try and differentiate it away from the classic Marios, such as a dynamic camera, so it will zoom in and out to focus players if needed onto key items or things they need to look at in a bit more detail. Mm. 
because they no longer needed to use sprites, they were able to use much more detailed design and animations for both Mario and the bad guys as well. Yeah, that's something that is that's something that retrospectively it's been maligned for in the oh, wake really? of yeah. Well, certainly this year when people saw uh, the new game Wonder and the animation work that's gone into that, people were comparing it to the lifelessness of of even the Wii U deluxe really? version of wow. of New Super Mario Brothers Mario. Yeah. Hmm. He, it, they have a point. Like it, it kind of hasn't really. You, you could have used the, the first game and all the assets that you built for that. You could use that as a baseline and then build up from there. And that's often the way that sequels work. But it does seem that they've stuck with the same models and the same animations. I'm, I think it's a nitpick as well because in the grand scheme of things, as nice as it is actually to see those, uh, to see the, the characterfulness that's in things like Wonder. Um, it really does come down to gameplay, and I think most of the time, New Super Mario Brothers was doing a good job. The first game, at least. We've mentioned the, the models there as well, and this was also um, spearheaded the start of Nintendo trying to make Mario into much more of a franchise. So mm. the way the models are look in this game was then the basis for all the different Mario merchandise that yeah. came out: your T-shirts, your plushies, your everything and everything. Because Mario did around this time start everywhere obviously culminating this year in, in the, the film but you've also got the mario uh, lands the theme park in in japan and i think other places as well mm. so yeah just worth noting that as well i wonder if that's one of the reasons that they were maybe that's why they didn't build it out maybe they want they have standardized it and wanted to keep this standard potentially yeah bad idea and because this game doesn't use tiles, which previous Mario's on the SNES used, it then meant they could revitalise the physics engine as well. So this is the first Mario game to feature things like rope swinging and wire walking as well. Mm. Initially, they decided they didn't want to do any voice acting to continue the 2D legacy because they decided that they wanted to have 3D games being voiced and 2D not. But then they retracted that and went back to voice acting. So therefore, this is the first 2D Mario game to include voice acting. Cool fact. Uh, Koji Kondo assisted with the music, who worked on the first, the very first game, and enemies now jump and dance in time to the music. Now, that is something mm. I remember being in this game and thinking that was pretty cool, so yeah. we'll look out for that today. Uh, do we need to explain the gameplay of Mario? No. Nope. Run so and jump. Move on from that then. They included moves from 3D Mario games uh, to therefore mm. include them in, the, in their 2D debut, so moves like the ground pound, triple jump, and wall jumps. Uh, this is their first time appearing in a 2D Mario game. You've got a mix of new enemies and old enemies like your Goombas and Koopa Troopers. 80 levels over 8 worlds. And another way to revitalise it was their use of power-ups. So you've got the classic Fire Flower and other ones, the Star. But the new power-ups, there were three added into the game. Do you remember them? No. Oh, okay. So, Ice Flower. No. No. I don't know which one that first... Because that's in Wonder, isn't it? The Ice Flower. No, it's uh, not the bubble flower I'm thinking of. The bubble flowers in... in the ice ones in Galaxy. Can't remember. Doesn't Go matter. On. Move on. So the new ones I added for this game were the blue shell, which gives Mario a Koopa shell, which he uses as an armour, and you can also use as a shell dash attack. Right. No, I don't remember that. And then there's the big mushroom and the little mushroom. Oh, to make you giant. Yeah, yeah. I do remember those. Yeah, pretty Obviously, cool. it was a selling point, wasn't it, for yeah. the game? So the Mega Mushroom is a gigantic mushroom that will make Mario huge. It also pops up in Mario 3D World as well. And the Mini Mushroom makes Mario really small, so you can fit in small spaces. And also, if you're running, you can go across the surface of water because of how light Mario is. That leads to one of the things I didn't like about the game, and it is something that does appear in subsequent Mario games as well. Drug use. 
not drug use, oh. is in some levels, you've got um, collectibles added in as well. I think this might be the first time this happens. Um, this game had the coins that you had to collect. Yep. Well, didn't have to collect, but there were three coins in each level that would reward you with extra stuff if you got them, I believe. Or was it just as an extra incentive for people? Can't remember. Can't remember, who knows. But I think the very first level, there's one that's hidden and it's through a small tunnel that you can only access if you're mini Mario. And I remember being annoyed that you had to go and get a mini mushroom, go into the level and equip it at the right time or go in as mini Mario. But then if you got hit, you then die and have to go through that process again. A bit of, um, what's the word? grinding almost but kind of going through the motions to have this specific item at the correct time I remember being annoyed pre-planning you yeah. don't like having to plan ahead well it just makes things very tense doesn't it because you're going through this mini mushroom well, I can't use it I've got to save it for this particular point I'm not sure it does to me but I appreciate that you were feeling tense I'm sorry do yeah. you want a back rub uh, not today okay but thank you for the uh, for the offer the game is mostly single player, but it also includes multiplayer mode. There is a versus mode to who can collect the most stars, and then lots of mini games, which I remember really, really enjoying. Some of them are single yeah. player only, but some of them are multiplayer. Did you ever spend Don't much time with these? I think I ever played them. If I did, I didn't play them enough to remember. They're really good. Are they? Yeah, this uses the mini games. There's one of them where it uses the microphone. You have to blow into the microphone to inflate a balloon. I mm. remember thinking that was pretty cool. Mm. I always thought blowing into microphones was a bad idea, like bad for the microphone. It's probably not ideal yeah but a lot of things did it in the ds do they yeah oh, okay well i say a lot what i remember the... it happening quite right, a lot. Okay. and and on the wii either the wii or the wii u there were mini games and parts of stages in certain games where you had to blow to make fans go around and things like that uh, and i always felt a bit naughty doing it because really? i thought it was bad all the germs. for the mic well no it's bad for the microphone mm. it's like you blow into the microphone it buggers up the microphone so well, that's what I thought, but, oh. you know, the Wii and the Wii U and the DS, to a degree, taught me differently, so... Must be a part of their checks, at certification. You'd hope, wouldn't it's you? It's fine. But... Uh, the game sold over 30 million copies overall. It's therefore the best-selling DS game, and it's one of the best-selling games of all time. It's number 22 at the time of recording. It sold it's more than Sonic, it all, all together. Almost probably. definitely, yeah. And um, I can only assume that this was like bundles and stuff because this is one of those games where it felt to me that everyone I knew with the DS had this game. Mm, I had to buy it separately. Did you? But if I was buying it around the time that I said, which was 2006, probably... Uh, mm, mm, when did it come out? 2006. Yeah, when in, in 2006? May. Yeah, I think I must have bought it like when it came out. Oh, okay. Because I was going to universities mm. to, to visit and I wouldn't have been doing that before then would i don't know nah. no did you did you feel that everyone you knew the ds had well, it? no because i didn't really know that many people mm. with DS. Okay. i'll tell you what i did know everybody everyone that had a ds had the metroid game metroid prime hunters i can't remember what it's called but there was a metroid game that had a good multiplayer uh version there was someone that i knew played rugby with him when we were of an age where we could go out to have a drink or whatever there was a certain club in our town where like it was an alternative club and you'd go in there and he'd be sat in the corner playing his metroid game in the club <laughs> in the club yeah i don't blame him looking back like i think that was probably a good but it was a sort of it was a sort of place that was welcoming of that kind of antics that kind of mischief yeah that kind of nose what's it called nose whatever you know mm. Okay. Uh, the game reviewed well. The game reviewed well. I'm going to try it again. Okay. 
the game reviewed well and its uh, critics cited that it took the original series and improved where necessary. Some said it was too easy, interestingly. It's currently got a Metacritic score of 89 and how long to beat has it at seven hours. Mm. And the reason I associate the game's Christmas is because... You got I, it for Christmas? No, I didn't get it for Christmas. I bought it for... Am I making a mockery of the whole thing? <laughs> Go on. Well, it's 2007, Christmas 2007. Yeah. I just started my job after university. Yeah. So I was earning some money. Yeah. Got a girlfriend. Yeah. Now my wife. I remember this one. Yeah, this one. Yeah. And <laughs> I decided, oh, no. a bit like you're saying, um, when for when she was on the train coming home, I yeah. thought, get her a DS. Oh, I bet she hated it. No, she didn't. She loved it. Oh, okay. That's nice. I was trying to get into gaming. Got her a DS. Yeah, did that work? Got a Mario. Got her Spirit Tracks, which she absolutely loved. Yeah. And Professor Layton, which she also loved. Mm. Um, so it's a game that I got her for Christmas. That's lovely. Yeah. And that's that very copy. That very copy is what we're going to be playing today. Whoa. A lovely copy. A what? A lovely copy. Mm. A romantic copy of Mario. Maybe. Oh. Nice. So that was a Mario game on the DS. Yeah. Yep. It it was what it said on the on the pass, package parcel. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it feels that it's not revolutionary. I was expecting to go and be blown away by how amazing it is, and, and realise that retrospectively, oh, I was wrong to feel flat about it. Mm. But I still feel flat about it. So one of the things that I realised going back into it is that I had finished the game and my save had a route that went... So you could... one I'd forgotten about this. You could take different routes through the world. So you could go from World 1 to World 2 or World 3 yeah. and then World 3 or 2 would go to World five, 4. Then from 4 you could take 5 or 6 or something like that. Um, so you could diverge uh, and take different paths and then go back and pick up different worlds and different stages that you hadn't done. At some point in the game, I so first four or five worlds, I'd done everything and I tried to do everything. And then after about world five or six, there, there were two worlds that I had barely touched. Like I'd gone through a few stages on them, but I'd, I'd beelined right mm. to the end of the game. And realising, remembering that, being in those last stages made me remember that I had done that, that I'd just gone, oh, I uh, just want to get through it. just want to finish this now. I yeah. just want to get it done. I do have fond memories of it. I do remember being on the train, dri- uh, driving, driving the train, playing the <laughs> DS. Um, I do remember being on the train with my mum on the way to uh, Manchester and playing this game. And it was a lovely day, sunny day, and I was just playing Mario. Not a care in the world. Genuinely, like, just really chuffed that I was on the way mm. to, like, a, a uni, potentially. Um, So there are definitely... I definitely have fond memories of it. But also there is that, like, at some point late... That was the first few days of having it. And then there was a point I clearly reached where I went, yep, had enough now. Yep. <laughs> Let's finish this off. And then playing it today, unfortunately, I was more in the mode of... Oh, I kind of feel like I've already had enough of this. Yeah. 
after not that long really playing yeah. it. Yeah, I was I so I started a new save, played through a few levels and was a bit eh. So then I loaded up a save that was on the on the game card, my wife's save presumably, and she was at World, well not presumably it was, and she was in World Day. Interestingly, it looks like she had the same experience as you because a couple of worlds on her save hadn't been touched at mm. all. So it looks like she did the same sort of thing. And I dipped into a few levels. One of the things that I said to Ashley while we were playing though was that if you think back to Mario 3 or Mario World, I can, just from the world map, the geography of the game, mm. I can picture like, oh, I remember that level in particular is, is really good. Or this level's got this particular mechanic. These levels, they're just, they're, they're not memorable. Mm. Like, I don't think there's anything of them. Like looking at on the overview, you've also got, and again, this is classic Mario, you've got all the worlds are, are, are numbered, like World 6-6 mm. six, six and, and so on. So even from the overview, like just from that number, I don't know what that level is. Now that's been fixed i suppose in mario wonder where the levels have got names and in other ones like galaxy and so on so i'm not really sure that's a criticism it's just an, an observation really that the levels there's nothing to really characterize make them stick out, characterize them, except yeah. the theming from the from the different worlds like and that was that was a hangover as you said from previous games it, it kind of in that regard it resembles to a degree the um the worlds from super mario brothers 3 even more so than the worlds of Super Mario Brothers, uh, Super Mario World, I feel you had the the big overworld or overmap um, from Super Mario World, where you had these discrete maps for each world in Super Mario Brothers Three, and that seems to be repeated here. However, what you don't have is the characterfulness. I yeah. don't think of of those uh, worlds from Super Mario Brothers Three, and the artwork doesn't feel as um, iconic mm. to me. It feels a bit blander. And these are all things that I didn't think I'd be saying in this second half. Like, it's one of those games that we're going back to and, and it's unfortunately not what I remember. Yeah. And it's also surprising for us to be like this with a Mario game as well because they're, as you said, the first half, we always hold those in very high regard. Yeah. They... Is it bad? I don't think it is bad. Like, I... I was playing some of the stage. Well, I say that there was one stage that I was playing towards the end of the game, World Seven, World Six, World Seven, somewhere around there, and it was so busy with enemies that seemed to be the way that they decided to create the challenge in that stage, and it almost felt like a, a stage you might come across in Mario Maker, mm -hmm. where where someone's got a little bit trigger happy with the Coopers, and. They've, they've thought, well, I'm just going to make a hard stage. Yeah. And they haven't thought about any kind of design principles. They've just gone hard equals as baddies. And that, the Nintendo game designers have done that yeah. with, the, with at least two stages. There was one with bullet bills or bonsai bills, whichever ones they are, um, the small ones. And um can't remember. No. Um, neither can I. Uh, there was one with those, and then there was one with Coopers. Similar thing, and very close to each other as well. Like, oh, just throw in a bunch of bullets. Oh, and now just throw in a bunch of Coopers. So, yeah, I wasn't impressed by those. Uh, I liked the music, and there were some nice little um, stings that came from other games. So uh, you were showing me the mini games, and mm -hmm. there's a rolling up snowball one, and the... The, uh, the introduction into that game was the sound that you get when you go into a world in Super Mario 64. Uh -huh, okay. And all the theming of that stage, that minigame, was actually from the it's, Snow Snow. It's the Penguins, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, I, can't, what was it I can't remember what that, that stage was called. This is the thing. So 
you've been talking about like the lack of identity or the lack of characterfulness in in the presentation of of the game i um i know you're opposite to this and i know a lot of people are opposite to this but when i listen to music i listen to the music and i don't necessarily look at the art the you know i don't look at the names of the songs mm -hmm. never have like i'd buy an a, when i was a kid and when i was a teenager and now i'm an adult i'm not going what's this song called it's called this i like this song i'm just listening to the music and going i like this song and i probably sing the songs that i like to you and it would only be if i particularly like them that i could tell you what they're called so you're liking that to Mario because you've got those, the bits, that, those things that make up those levels in Mario 64 that you recognise and you're thinking, oh, I like that. The lack of names for the stages does not translate for right, me into lack now. of character. Mm. Mm. In the same way that not knowing the name, name of a song, that doesn't automatically then make the song a bad song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it, did, if it had no name, it would still be the same thing. Mm. That's Unfortunately, very... the thing that it is is a bit lacking in, yes. my, yeah. in my view. We also have commented on Mario being quite floaty and quite imprecise as well. It, Although we both yes. did kind of get used to it while we were playing it, yeah. but it, it it felt noticeable going back to this game from bouncing off wonder for both of us that it, it was a little bit mm, floaty and just the imprecision of it. Yeah. I feel there was a stage that was a somewhat frustrating. So I had a timeout, a timeout. Oh yeah, I had it on the first stage that I played. It was a vertical stage going up the stage. It was interesting as a fur in in the first flush, like going, oh yeah, this is the first stage I'm dipping into, and it's non-traditional Mario going upwards instead of along, and um, I was enjoying it until I realised that it wasn't altogether clear how you were supposed to proceed. You were obviously going to go up, but there were great there were swathes of the stage upwards that were just empty, so you ended up falling back down. And when you did fall back down, because there was this imprecision in the controls. You couldn't reliably land on a platform. Mm -hmm. Like if you saw a platform, you could try and sort of move towards it, but it just wasn't as easy as you'd expect to be able to land it. So I ended up falling to the bottom of the stage quite a few times and then ended up running out of time, which has not happened to me in a Mario game for a long time. 20 years. <laughs> and, then, like that. and then that level as well, the whole like you sort of get into a certain point vertically and then dropping back down, having to replay that vertically. Very frustrating. That's not particularly fun, is no. it? No, um, but there are some things to like about it. I yep. quite like the, the visuals. I think they look quite clean. Like I can see a difference between this and your kind of your classic SNES Mario's that they've mm. really tried to to bring it um, up to date. Well, back in two thousand six, tried to bring it up to date. Mm -hmm. I think I can also see there's an attempt at trying to appeal to various gamers. There's references to kind of classic Mario to the old games. There's ideas that are new. So I think they're trying to, to target all people, and I think that was generally successful, which well, obviously sold very well. So that was why. Um, we, we talked the first off about the the DS. I really liked in um, any level we went into pipes that the action then changed to the bottom to of the screen. screen yes. uh, just a little nod to that. I thought that was really cool. Mm. I, I like how that would translate for new players as well. Like it just makes it, it's intuitive. Yeah. For for you're above ground and now you're below ground. Yeah. Like they, I like that. And that's a very Mario. Uh, sorry, that's a very Nintendo uh, thing to do. Um, and 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 then the mini games as well. The one I showed you with the the snowball, mm. where you're rolling it along, it then used both the screens so you can see what's coming ahead of you on the top screen as you're interacting on the bottom screen using the touch screen. Mm. And looking at a few of the mini games, like they're all very slight. None of them are anything you'd ever really play more than two or three times. I think maybe some more than others, but even so, not very often. But you said there's there's some sort of lineage there between those this coming out in 2006 and the rise of 
of um, phone games and apps well, and things like that. Well, it wasn't something that I was trying to propose as, oh, this is something that I know. I was just commenting on the notion that actually it felt, they felt very much like yeah. mobile games. Yeah. And what I did say was, I'd already bought this game as like a time filler sort of thing. Like, oh, I'm going to have a long train journey. So I'll buy this. It's portable. I can play some game. I can play a Mario game. Yeah. Mario game was my time filler. And then inside that, having these mini games that are time fillers inside the time filler, like micro uh, time fillers. It's probably one of the reasons that I didn't really go into them because I'd already bought Mario for that specific reason. And I didn't need anything beyond that. I just wanted that. I just wanted that game. Those bolt-ons, weren't they? Yeah. But actually, your point there reminds me of something else that I was quite surprised about, was this is obviously a game built as being portable. It's a game on the Mm. go. It's on the DS. A lack of save points. Like, it's got the traditional, like in Mario World, where there's a save point on the overview after every castle, which is every sort of three or four levels, depending Mm. on how you play it, maybe even a few more. But that's when the save point is, that Mm. you have to do that. Or if you unlock a toad house, which is used by using the star coins, which you find in the levels... You, if you unlock a Toad House, it will offer you the option to save. But you have to go out your way to do that. There's not just a button to press to save or, or something like that. Yep. And if this is a game you're playing on the go, it might not be always easy or you might not have the opportune moment to do one of those things. Yeah. I appreciate what you're saying there. I don't really ever remember being in a position where I felt pressured to save. The other thing that you do have with the DS is you can just close it. True. And actually, you did do that and it had a nice little touch. Yeah. So... Which is Mario say was it bye bye? Yeah, and then when you open it again, he said it. Uh, it's it, a me Mario. There you go, yeah. classic. That was a terrible rendition of the it's a me Mario, but there we go. But both times when he did that, it made us both smile because it was just a, a nice little extra. It is, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's kind of akin to the switch switch sleep function in that regard. Like I don't necessarily make sure that I've saved my game no, before I, I turn so. my switch off, and the DS was doing that. The DS was mm-hmm. doing that, so. Um, you did have that. The only problem with that is that your switch is less likely to run out of battery. I do remember some on on occasion having put my DS into sleep mode and then it tilting over into low battery and me being uh. like, oh, for God's sake, I'm going to lose that. So, And then there was a quandary of, do I open it and try and get to a point where <laughs> I can save or do I keep it closed and save the battery and try and get it on charge before I do that? So, Edgy um, seat stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. Old, old school problems and all that, isn't it? Old school first world problems. Absolutely. So very niche. Anything else you want to say about the game then? Mm. Um, no, I, I do feel a bit bit downbeat about a bit having... It's Yeah, Christmas. yeah. Well, maybe that, yeah. Just a bit sort of like... It's just a shame. Mm. I think as well, having quite strong, quite vivid, positive memories of it, to have those then sort of... This is the this is the downside of going back and looking at things like this and why I sometimes would say to people, if you do like a thing, maybe going back and looking at it is not a good idea. Leave it in the past. Yeah, keep, keep the memories. Although um, for me, I feel uh, quite... I think I sort of said in the second half, I feel like good that my initial memories, my initial reaction to it back in 2007 or even earlier is is still how I feel about it. That it's just, it, it's fine mm. as a Mario game. It's not the best Mario game by yeah. any stretch of imagination. I'll tell though. you what else as well, to come back to the beginning of this episode, you you posited that this was seen as the, yeah. the revitalization of Mario. I just don't understand how 
this compared to Sunshine, Mario mm. Sunshine, how they how people could look at Mario Sunshine and not go, oh, this is brilliant for what it is. Like this is this is a Super Mario game that's trying to do something new and and different and. Um, and then what turns out is people wanted was familiar and the same. Yeah, but not even familiar and the same. Blandish familiar and <laughs> the same. Yeah. This is not Super Mario World 2. No. You know, Super Mario World had character. Super Mario uh, Six Gold Coins, Super Mario Land 2. Super Mario Land 2 had character and was... was I, I just remember that so fondly as well, so maybe I'll go back to that and find that it doesn't um, have, have the things that I think it does. But... I do remember it being very characterful and and very well rendered, even if it was on the Game Boy and you didn't have the palette and tools to to be able to do what you were able to do on the DS. Um, giant Mario level. That's why I remember with that game is the giant Mario yes, level. Yes, the giant Mario the level, the, the, the like Toy memory. Mario type thing. Yeah. yeah. This doesn't have that characterfulness, I don't feel. And so, yeah, to to see it as some kind of return to form feels strange now. Although, it felt strange anyway, because I just don't think that Super Mario Sunshine deserved the malignant response that it got. And for the chronology of Mario, the year after 2007 was when Mario Galaxy came out, which for yes. me absolutely did give Mario... It, we if you want to talk Galaxy about before. reinvigoration, then yeah, Mario Galaxy is definitely where it's at. It, it was only a year between these two games. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously the, different formats, different, yes. different, different um, systems capacities and... for... For what they could achieve but yeah Mario Galaxy Mario Galaxy's really where Mario hit a stride and it kind of certainly on the 3D front Mario Galaxy is just is that how you know? No, oh, no, no. Chris has just shown me behind the curtain so you know no, how Chris no, no, always because, because this only it starts from 86 ah well yeah even so so Chris has got a, and I, I've always said about Chris having an encyclopedic knowledge of when our our uh, episodes, yeah, but I know some of yours as well, what number they were, and it's because he's got the bloody list in front in the front of his notebook, and he flips to it. I mean, it's clever. I'm not going to deny you it, but there you go, behind the curtain on how this all works. Whilst flicking back to look, it was episode one three seven was our Mario Galaxy episode, which yeah. was when we talked lyrical about how amazing that that is. Hmm. Hmm. There we go. Um, I don't know if you heard much about Mario after this game, but I, I, he seems to do all right. Yeah, yeah, I like I like Mario. I still yeah. like Mario. This is still probably like you could, you could put it against most platformers, and it probably still will outshine a lot of a lot of platformers. But um, it's just a bit of a surprise from yeah. a Mario game. Um, as you said in the first half, then it, it then spawned a number of sequels in the new. Um, category sub-series yeah. of Mario. I, I don't know how I should phrase it. Anyway, you've got uh, New Super Mario Brothers Wii in 2009, New Super Mario Brothers 3DS 2012, is that right? Yeah, that's the gold one. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. Got, yeah where it's it all about it's the New Super Mario Brothers 2, I thought it was called. Uh, it might be, it might have been awful handwriting. Yeah. I think you're right. New Super Mario Brothers U came out in 2012 as well, including the New Super Luigi U DLC in 2013. Celebrate. The year of Luigi. Yeah. Yeah. And then that got re-released on the Switch in 2019 Deluxe. as New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, which I have got on the Switch. I've played it a bit and kind of thought, Meh, and played it for like a couple of hours and then just kind of gave up. Yeah. Lost interest. Yeah, well, we've got it on the Wii U. Wow. So it's kind of languishing there. But as we said, we've got 2023, we've got Wonder, which has, I think, done what... 
this from what I've said in the first half seem to set out to do mm. to revitalize and rejuvenate the series back to its 2D roots. Wonder feels like that's what it's that has done. Yes, it's so interesting that the discourse around Wonder has been about it returning to the the magic of Super Mario World. Yeah. Like it doesn't it doesn't talk about re in the mm. revitalization of Mario in New Super Mario Brothers. No. It goes right back to World 30, yeah. 30 odd years ago. Mm. So yeah, I just think it was a weird, it was genuinely a weird time, that late 90s, early noughties period when you had the, the, the surge of the PlayStation, PlayStation 2 in this period, the PlayStation 2 in particular, then on the on the Xbox as well, that was 2001, and they, there was a big drive towards big boyness. Yeah. And there, there was a lot of sort of adolescence becoming becoming an adult in in uh, air quotes and i've bemoaned all of this before but i'm pretty sure that that's one of the reasons that the the gamecube got such a rough ride people wanted for whatever reason big big boy grown-up games <laughs> or you know it they didn't want colorful bright well well-made highly polished engaging quality gameplay I would say big they men wanted, with guns yes, and muscles. exactly. And fights and war. And we've also talked about, blood. I think it was in the, the Worms episode, which we was there this year as well, we talked about the whole 2D games versus 3D that kind of from the late 90s onwards that there was a move away from 3D, uh, from 2D games, sorry, to 3D games. Mm. And maybe Mario was a part of the casualty of that, possibly. Well, both the casualty and the cause, because Mario 64 is the... True. The print, the, you know, the... the pro, oh, what do they call them? The blueprint. He was the blueprint for for quality platforming, but then we also moved away from platforming as a as a genre, largely as well. Like it just became a bit of a a languisher because the things that superseded it were the the big boy projects like the the shooters, the FPSs, and the uh, the, the sandbox games, the the open world stuff. Um, there wasn't really a place for for this. For this, yeah. Except on handhelds. Yep. So, yeah. It's a very interesting time hmm. for games, that, that period. So there we go. New Super Mario Brothers. Done. Happy Christmas. Yeah. Happy Christmas. We are going to be talking about another game. What is that next That'll be next week. week. Uh, so, yeah, please do come and join us for that. And a couple more Christmas treats after that as well. Is there? Yep. Oh. Christmas for days. Yay. Okay, see you next week for that. In the meantime, join us on social media, Facebook, oh, yeah. Twitter, Instagram and YouTube, and like, share, subscribe, rate and review, please. Yes, please. Thank you. Have a nice uh, lead up to Christmas. I don't know what you call this bit. Advent. Yep, that's the word. That's the technical term for it, isn't it? Yeah, have a good December. That's an also that's also a word for it. What else can we call it? I don't know. Doesn't matter. We'll discuss it next week. Bye. Feliz Navidad. Dad.